There's a cool quote that I want to read to you in just a minute. Okay, guys, today the gospel uh, that we have, um, it's really cool. Um, it's preparing us for Lent, right? And we're at Mark chapter 8. So the disciples have been with Jesus for quite some time now. Um, and they had been experiencing miracle after miracle, and exorcism after exorcism, right? I mean, they've been caught up in this life of supernatural um, experiences. And I think, if I'm reading it right, they might be getting a little comfortable, right? They're getting a little comfortable with uh, all the supernatural life that they've been experiencing. And so Jesus is kind of harsh with his apostles today. Um, he kind of puts them in, in place and almost... Um, and in a certain degree, he's kind of shaking them up, waking them up. Um, and so he asked them a series of questions. Now, if you recall, shortly before this, Jesus performed two great miracles. One was the feeding of the 5,000. That was just counting men, so you would assume there were women and children. So roughly 15,000. And then one was the feeding of the 4,000. Right? One, 5,000 was for the Jews. The 4,000 was for the Gentiles. So as Jesus is going through these series of questions... Um, it begins with them forgetting to bring bread. Now, you would think they had a bunch of leftover bread from those miracles, but they, something happened to it, and they end up with only one loaf of bread. And so, um, so Jesus begins to question them, and he says, Watch out and guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Interesting, right? A little bit of leaven is all you need to make the bread rise. But he's speaking about their self-righteousness. Right? Um, their egotistical ways, um, their hardness of hearts with the law. Right? And, so, and then, of course, Herod wants to be the great king and tries to kill uh, the Lord. So this was, this was what Jesus is talking to them about. Like their hearts were being hardened. They were living their life amongst the supernatural for so long now that their hearts were getting comfortable with it. And so he's trying to wake them up. Like, don't forget, don't, you don't get so hard-hearted that you forget the mission, right? The mission of mercy that Jesus comes for. And that's what he's going to send them out to do eventually. And so he has this beautiful series of questions. Um, and I think they're, each one of them is worthy of our own contemplation, right? And it might be interesting to see which one sticks out to you. It says, uh, do you not yet understand or comprehend? Right? Or the things within the, the spiritual life that I don't get, I don't understand, or the things in our own lives that I don't understand why God is allowing to happen the way that it's happening. Do we not yet understand or comprehend what the Lord is doing? Are your hearts hardened? Have your eyes do not see and your ears do not hear? The hardened hearts, I know as a priest, that's something that I have to confess every time I go to confession, every month. Right? Is that we live amongst the supernatural, and so, so many times it's easy for the priestly heart to grow hardened to the supernatural, to the incredible grace, the phenomenal experiences that is what God is doing in people's lives through the sacraments, right? Um, and so it's easy to let that happen. And the only way for it not to happen is for a continued life of relationship with the Lord uh, in our own lives and maybe in your own life as well to get caught up in the, the miracles, to get caught up in the awe and the wonder of what God is doing, right? And that's why he begins to, to tell them, don't you remember when I fed the 5,000? How many baskets were left over? And they tell him, they say 12. That's symbolic of the 12 apostles and the 12 tribes of Israel, right? And then he says, well, what about the, the 4,000? How many people 
were fed and how many baskets were left over. And they look at him and they say, seven. Remember, the 4,000 was for the Gentiles. That's the whole known world, right? And so it's symbolic. That number seven is symbolic of the number of perfection, the number of completion. It's also symbolic of the seven sacraments. So how is Jesus going to reach out to the entire world? It's going to be through the church. The church is the great unifier. That's who we are. We unify. We bring together. And what happens is whenever we allow the leaven of the Pharisees into our hearts, we will divide. We divide. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell us. Don't forget, I've come as a mission of mercy. I've come to unify, not to divide. And so that's what we have to remember in these days, how the call, especially during Lent, what is it that we're doing for Lent that's going to be unifying? Um, right now there's a lot of division. A lot of division. You know that as well as I do. Uh, both within the political state and the country. Um, and in the church. And so we've got to find a way to unify um, all of this. And I think there's no better way to unify than the rosary. Um, it was really cool. I was with my family um, this past Friday. My sister came in from South Carolina. And one of the things that they want to do uh, for Lent, which is the first time this has ever happened, is they want to have a Zoom rosary with all the family members and the nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews. And I was super stoked about that. I was like, man, that, what a way to unify the family. You know, to do something like that for Lent. And then I watched a movie last night on Fatima. If y'all haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Um, it's just, that's the name of it, Fatima. It's a great, great show on the apparitions of Fatima. And in it, Our Lady, it struck me that Our Lady kept talking about praying the rosary. Pray the rosary to end the war, right? World War I, 1917. And she spoke so, so intensely about praying the rosary. And so that stuck out, stood out to me. And then this morning, I read a quote from uh, Father Gabriel Armoff, who was the chief exorcist in Rome until he passed away just a couple years ago. During one of his exorcisms, I told you all before, one of the differences between an exorcist and a priest is that they talk to demons and I don't. All right? So they can actually enter into conversations with demons. And the demons have to answer them. And so in this particular exorcism, it was Satan who actually possessed a person. And this is what Satan said. Every Hail Mary is like a blow to my head. If Christians knew how powerful the rosary was, it would be my end. Every Hail Mary is like a blow to my head. If Christians knew how powerful the rosary was, it would be my end. It reminds me of Genesis, right? She will crush your head and you will strike at her heel. Right? We have to remember that we're not in a point of helplessness or hopelessness in our world today. We have the power of the rosary. It will end wars. It did it in Fatima in 1917 and it can continue to do it again. The rosary is a weapon, guys. We've got to remember that if we would just join together and be unified in purpose and intention and in prayer through the Holy Rosary, the pandemic would end, the divisions would end, and the church would be unified as well as families. And so I would encourage you, this coming Lent, if you do nothing else but just commit to praying the rosary every single day, maybe you want to do it as a family once a week, maybe you just do it by yourself, I don't know. But I can't urge you enough to pray the rosary. I think right now is the time for Our Lady to triumph. I think now is the time for us to get on our knees to be able to pray the rosary. And let that be enough. Because Our Lady is going to be the one to crush 
the head. Every Hail Mary is a blow to his head. And if we knew how powerful the rosary was, it would be the end of Satan's reign. And so let us join together to be able to do that. Every day before Mass over here, we normally have the rosary. You know, I was never a big fan of that because I always liked the quiet before Mass. But I think it's, it, it's incredibly important right now that we pray as a community and that we pray the rosary particularly uh, for the healing, for the, for the uh, unification of the church um, and an end to this entire pandemic. Amen.